Grace, mercy, and peace are yours in abundance from our triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The word of God for our meditation and our instruction this morning is taken from the letter to the Hebrews chapter 13, reading there just a single verse, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. This is the word of our God. In the name of the changeless Christ, my dear brothers and sisters, when I preached my farewell sermon at Risen Savior more than 20 years ago, I began the sermon with a question, an important and a vital question, and I'd like to repeat that question today. How many Wells members does it take to change a light bulb? And there are a few ways that you can answer that question, but on that day I gave you this answer, which is my favorite. The answer is change. And that little joke is just meant to illustrate that we stodgy German Lutherans don't always do so well with change. And of course, that's not just true of Wells members or Christians. It's, it's really true of people in general. Most people really don't like change. Throughout history, people have struggled with changing times. Apparently, at one point, the Duke of Cambridge in England actually said something like this, any change at any time for any reason is to be deplored. Now, I don't think any of us would go that far. We recognize that some change, though it may be painful, is needed. It's necessary. It's actually beneficial. But still, we, we tend to like to keep things going evenly as they always have been, to maintain the status quo. It's just in our nature to resist change. It's in our Savior Jesus' nature to resist change, too. In fact, he can't change. James tells us that as true God, Jesus does not change like shifting shadows. The eternal Son of God remains constant. And that is a great comfort for us today. This morning as we remember the past, ruminate on the present and reflect on the future, we can be certain of this fact. Our Lord Jesus Christ stays the same. He does not change. The hymn writer observed, change and decay in all around I see. But in this ever-changing and constantly decaying world, Jesus always stays exactly as he is. He never changes. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. He is our rock. He is our fortress. He is our anchor. He is our immovable foundation. And my friends, this means that he will always love us. He will always be with us. He will always keep his promises to us. Today, on the 25th anniversary of Risen Savior Lutheran Church, let's celebrate Christ's constancy. By the way, 25 years, come on. That can't be accurate, can it? That just doesn't seem possible. Time flies, right? And a lot has changed in the last quarter of a century. The last time I preached as pastor of Risen Savior, uh, it was in the community room over at the McFarland Municipal Center with that little portable altar that you see set up uh, in your fellowship hall this morning. 
Before that, we actually gathered to receive God's gifts in word and sacrament over at the elementary school. And who can forget all that work of showing up early in the morning at the Upsalls garage and loading the altar and the pulpit and the baptismal font and the hymnals and everything else we needed for worship and hauling them over to the school and hauling them back afterwards. And I personally will never forget the first time we had communion in that gym and instructing people how to come forward to communion. I had them line up seven or eight at a time at the free throw line in the gym, <laughs> which was just a unique way to do things. And I have to say, my friends, that those are good and pleasant memories. Speaking of memories, I'm pleased to see so many beloved and familiar faces out in the congregation this morning. Familiar, but not unchanged. There are a, a, a few more wrinkles, a few more gray hairs, a few more pounds. And I understand, friends, the same is true from your perspective. There's a little more of me here and a little less of me up here. We've all grown older. We have all changed. I'm also pleased to recognize another change. I see a lot of unfamiliar faces looking back at me this morning. Unfamiliar to me, but familiar and beloved by all of you. Obviously, the Spirit has been at work, and he has blessed the gospel ministry here in McFarland. Four pastors have had the privilege of serving you, and each one of them has used the same powerful means of grace to build this congregation. The gospel has been preached. Babies have been baptized, and probably adults have been baptized. The supper has been served. By the Spirit's power, this congregation has been built, it has grown, and it has matured. Much has changed at Risen Savior. There's something, though, that hasn't changed. 25 years ago, it was a group of sinners that founded this congregation. And today, if you look into Risen Savior's membership directory, every one of those names listed in there belongs to a sinner. All of us have fallen far short of the glory of our God. And you know, something left on our own, there's not one thing we could do about that because you see... By nature, we are so utterly, hopelessly lost, not just a little bit damaged, but completely broken and totally depraved in our sinful natures. Oh, that depraved sinful nature likes to make arguments. It likes to find excuses and say we're really not all that bad. Try to find ways to minimize our sins. Our old Adam thinks this way. Well, you know, we're all in the same boat not that big of a deal because we're all sinners. We all blow our top now and again. We all lust from time to time. We all cheat and steal now and again. We all say things that we wish we could take back. That's true of everybody. Nobody's perfect. And you know something, actually, I'm, I'm doing quite a bit better than, than most people out there. When the old Adam comes with that diabolical argument, we need to remember something about our change with Savior, and that is that he has not changed his mind about sin. He hates it, always has and always will. And the wages of sin is still death. That hasn't changed either. Our sins have earned for us the hellish paycheck of eternal death in hell. But it's a paycheck, my friends, that we will never, ever have to cash. Why? 
Well, because of something else that we all have in common. Yes, every name in that risen Savior directory belongs to a sinner, but every name in that directory also has a Savior from sin. And by the way, every name outside of that directory, indeed, every single name in the entire world. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. Jesus came to save everybody. Even you. Even me. And save us he did. The God who demands perfection. Perfect obedience to all of his commands. Perfect love for both him and our neighbor himself came down from heaven and took on our flesh in the womb of the lowly virgin and walked in our sandals, in our place, as our substitute and lived that life of perfect obedience and perfect love that we just could never live. Gives us the credit for that life as if we lived it. The God who demands that every sin be paid for with holy blood himself came down in our flesh and shed his holy blood on the altar of the cross. The only holy blood that exists, by the way, blood of infinite value, blood that pays our debt and washes away every last one of our sins, blood that atoned for every sin of every person, everywhere, no exceptions. My friends, the same Savior who did that, who laid down his life for us, who was laying dead in the tomb on Good Friday, rose again on Easter Sunday, the same Savior who endured death and hell for us so that we never have to, to give us life now and forever. He rose again on that third day. His tomb is empty. He is the risen Savior. Beautiful name for the congregation, risen Savior. And because he's the risen Savior, our tombs are going to be empty too. Now think about this, the love that did all of that for us, the love that brought God himself from his heavenly throne into a manger, onto a cross, into a tomb, and back out again, and then ascended to rule all things for his church. That's the same love that he has for us today. It's no different. Love that forgives all our sins, Love that provides our daily bread in abundance. Love that keeps every promise he has ever made to us. Love that empowers us to live a new life to his glory. Love that causes even the bad times, the hard times, to work out for our eternal good. That love has not changed, and it never will. So with that in mind, since our God loves us so completely, so much, then each of us should expect a, a glorious future on this earth, right? With nothing but success and prosperity and joy. And of course, the same for risen Savior too, right? I mean, there's nothing in this congregation's future but exponential growth and overflowing collection plates and the, the joy of the community, the respect of the community, and puppies and rainbows and unicorns and butterflies and all that stuff. Well, of course, none of you live under a rock. You know that's not the case. You know what this world is like. You know how profoundly broken it is. You know how prof prof profoundly broken each one of us is. And you know what your Savior says about these things in his Holy Scriptures. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. 
That's not a guess. That's a promise. He says, you will be hated by everyone because of me. This world is no friend of the church, of those who confess Jesus Christ as Savior. Jesus said, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. In other words, this world isn't getting better, it's getting worse. In this world that treated our Savior shabbily, well, we shouldn't expect it to treat us, his followers, any better. Listen to what Pastor Paul said to his colleague Timothy about the end times, about the times in which we're living right now. Whenever I read this section from 1 Timothy, it makes me think that Paul has just switched off the evening news. Mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. This world is truly a terrible place. This is a world that says babies are nothing but lumps of tissue to be discarded as we will. This is a world that amazingly can seem to no longer figure out the difference between a man and a woman. This is a world that supports and celebrates every form of perversion imaginable. This is a world that is just filled with anger and hatred and violence and rage. This is a world that no longer has any patience at all for Bible-believing confessors of the truth. This is what our world is like right now, my friends, and it's not going to change for the better. So we thank God again for our changeless Savior. You know, he made a promise to us 2,000 years ago. He hasn't changed this promise. He's not going to change this promise. It remains in place. He promised those whom he called to carry his word to the world, his people, his church. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. No matter how bad things get in this world, our Savior is always going to be with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. No matter how loveless the world becomes, He's going to continue loving us. No matter how wrapped up in ourselves we all become, He's going to continue to focus on us and our benefit and our blessing. Even if most people in the world no longer have the word forgiveness in their vocabularies, He will keep on forgiving us. I've said it before. Jesus will always love us, always forgive us, always keep his promises to us. He will always be with us. These truths will never, ever change. So what does the next 25 years have in store for risen Savior Lutheran Church? Will there be challenges? Will there be struggles? Will there be hardships and heartaches? Well, my friends, let's do the math. Sinful congregation of people led by yet another sinful pastor living in a sin-filled and broken world. Yeah, you bet there are going to be hardships and struggles. But realize this. You're not going to be alone in those struggles. Your Savior Jesus is going to be with you every step of the way. 
guarding you and guiding you, giving you pardon and peace, and blessing the word of life that you are privileged to proclaim in his name. He always has and he always will. When the Simses left Risen Savior at the end of 2001, our family was young. Marcus, I think, was about two, and George was about six months now. Six months now, he's over six feet. Uh, and my daughter Josie, she wasn't even thought of yet. I remember at that time uh, how you all just loved on my kids. And you all kept repeating the same thing over and over again. Oh, Pastor, oh, Jen, enjoy your kids. They grow up so fast. Boy, you weren't kidding. Marcus starts at the seminary next week, or later this month, I should say. George and Josie travel to Martin Luther College to begin their year there uh, later on this week. Pretty soon, the House of Sims is going to be an empty nest. Time marches on. Everything changes. Except Jesus. He remains the same. The Savior who has graciously blessed you for these past 25 years is going to keep on blessing and keeping you for the next 25 years or until he comes again. My friends, that's a promise that will never, ever change. Thanks be to God for our changeless Savior. Amen.